everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. This is my second episode and this one is called October 7th, 2018. Um, how do you even start to talk about this day? Um, so where I left off was that Israel and the kids fell asleep um, watching a movie after they had ate pizza and they stayed in the living room. Me and Rosie fell asleep in my bedroom. Um, I woke up around 2.30 a.m. Because Israel's phone started ringing. He had left his phone in our room. And I answered it. And this guy sounded really drunk. And he was asking for somebody random. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I have the wrong number. And um, I hung up. Since I was up already, I went to use the bathroom. And then I looked into the living room. Because the bathroom's right next to the living room in the same hallway and um, I noticed that everybody was asleep and I went to turn off the TV because it was still on then I came back to bed and then I woke up about like 8.30 or so um, first thing I did was grab my phone and my phone was dead and I went to the living room and I grabbed the charger I had left my charger by the couch where Israel had fell asleep at um, I didn't look at anybody. I just went straight over there to grab my phone or my charger, sorry. And then I walked right back. So I plugged my charger into my room. Um, like I said, my phone was dead. So I plugged it in and it started charging. And then I went into um, the kitchen and I started washing dishes and cleaning up a little bit of the mess that uh, we had left the night before. Then Rosie wakes up maybe like 10 minutes, 10 minutes later. And um, she asked me for cereal. So I served her some cereal and then she asked me if she could take her cereal to the living room um, to go sit with her daddy. Um, at that point, the boys had already gotten up. They came and they were also um, eating cereal. Um, so everybody was up and um, Israel was the only one that was still asleep. Um, so Rosie takes her cereal over there to the living room. There's this little table in the middle of our couches and she's, she grabbed her little baby chair and just sat right there in front of her dad. And when I was done cleaning, I happened to come to where we leave our mail and I started like sorting it cause there was a lot of it right there. And I was just cleaning up that area and I could see the hallway is the, where I was standing it was like direct eye contact towards the hallway and I could see Rosie and um <clears throat> I saw her um standing next to her dad uh the couch that he was laying on and I just looked at her I glanced over and I kept um sorting the mail and then I saw that she didn't move and she was just standing there and I like looked back at her and then I asked her, I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong, mama? Like, I'll never forget the face that my daughter had. Like, just something in her eyes, like the way she looked at me, she like, it's like she curled herself into the corner of the couch because the the couches the the ends of the couches touch and it's like she looked at me with these like this this look I I can never get out of my head I, I can't even describe but 
it was that looked like something was wrong. And, you know, now that I look back, I knew something was wrong because Rosie, every time she, like, you know, goes to her dad and touches him, even if he's asleep, like, he'll turn around, make a noise and hug her, you know, just acknowledge her. So, like, when she looked at me and she made that eye contact, I, like, immediately, like, something in my heart just was, like, you need to walk over there. So I walked and I stopped myself where the the hallway meets into the living room. And um, right in front of me is the couch that Israel was laying on. And I don't know what, like, nothing in my heart, nothing in my head would tell me to, like, look at his face. I don't know why, like, I just didn't. And I, like, looked at Rosie again, standing right there in the hallway, and I'm like, Mama, what's wrong? And I'm telling you, like, her little face was just, like, like, like a blank stare. So then I go up to Israel, and I tap him, and I'm like, hey, and I look up at his face, and it's, it's, like red like red red purple blue and I'm like what the fuck like my immediate reaction was like this motherfucker must have left drunk something happened to him and he came back home like my last thought in my head was that he had passed you know so I start shaking him and I'm like hey are you okay and I realized that like he wasn't moving so I knew I knew in that moment that he was gone and my kids were around us and I started saying babe wake up wake up and he wouldn't get up and my heart already knew I already knew that he was gone because I already knew and I was like fuck I yelled at the top of my lungs and my mom who lives with us I I was like Junior go call mom go call mom and by the time my son ran upstairs to call my mom, she was already coming down because I yelled so loud. And I ran to my room and I grabbed the phone and as I was dialing 911, I was trying to give him CPR and just trying to have every last hope that I had left that I could revive him and... 911 started asking me questions and I just remember telling them I don't fucking know just get here please and I dropped my phone and I kept trying to do CPR and my mom came down and she took my kids upstairs and my sister was here as well and um you know it it was just it was just so fucking crazy Um, I knew he was gone. 
I knew he was gone. There was nothing else I could do. So I just, I was on my knees and I just laid there with him. I laid there with him on his chest and I was just telling him how much I loved him. And I was just yelling, why, why, why? Like, like it wasn't true. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was just some unbelievable shit. Like, how could he be gone is all I kept asking myself. And I'm just staring at him there and he just looked like he was asleep. Like, like if he was just asleep, like, no, no signs of anything was wrong with him. Like, he just fell asleep and never woke up and... I remember just yelling and yelling and yelling and nonstop yelling and then then I then I went upstairs and I remember my kids just sitting in a little circle with my mom and I I had to tell them that their daddy had passed away and I remember my son, Junior, like, no, 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 mommy, no, what do you mean? And I saved her, just started to cry, and Rosie was too small to understand. She was only three. And I just remember hugging my kids so tight and telling them I'm sorry. I just remember feeling so lost and helpless and and dizzy and just so many emotions and I came back downstairs because the cops had came into the house and they made everybody leave and I I was like I'm not leaving I'm not getting out of this house I'm sorry I can't like I just stayed next to Israel and they're like ma'am we have to we have to get you out of this area even if it's not like um like a homicide scene we still have to treat it as such etc you know and 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 I was like I'm not I can't leave like please don't make me leave so they just let me stay on the side and I just remember being on my knees just crying just staring at him and just disbelief like like you don't really know what to think like I was just I just honestly like my mind is blank it was blank and you just don't know what to think. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I um, had to get myself together. Um, anyway, so like I was saying, I just, I really had no feelings uh, when everything happened. I remember going outside like, finally getting up and going outside and I walk outside to a front yard full of family members and you know I just I'll never forget the look that people gave me 
like fuck like in disbelief you know but also them feeling sorry for me like them looking at my situation like damn she has three kids and he's gone like I'll never forget I'll never forget that day that you know just telling you it's just still unbelievable to me and um I'll never forget like that day was just so rainy it was cloudy it was cloudy out of nowhere actually and then it started pouring rain really really hard like it never rains in October that's very rare and that day it just happened to rain it poured and um it made the day more depressing it made it more sad and you know the later it got more people started showing up and to be honest I just wanted to be left alone I didn't want to talk to no one I didn't want to have to entertain nobody I didn't have the energy to do it but I put my brave face on and I just stayed with everybody kept everybody company because everybody was there to give their condolences to me you know and in reality I just wanted to shut my door and just go in my room and lay there in my fucking misery and in my sadness and my pain I just wanted to be with my kids and just be sad because that's really what I felt I was just I was broken it was just this level of brokenness that no one should should ever have to feel I was so broken I felt so broken I felt so empty I remember trying to sleep that day and I finally like was able to take like a really small nap I just I remember feeling so exhausted and I went in my room finally I did I told my mom I'm like hey I have to go to sleep I don't feel good so I went to sleep and I maybe like 10 minutes what it felt like 10 minutes like I woke up to Israel's voice like saying babe really loud in my ear and I don't know how spiritual you guys are that you know people that follow me or are listening to this but I'm very spiritual and I believe that his soul was lost at that moment and he made contact with me like I heard his voice so vividly he yelled babe loud like at the top of his lungs like but it was the uh, the way he said babe was like desesperado like in desperation like help me I'll never forget like I jolted up from my bed like I was like what the fuck and I looked around and it was dark already and like I came out of the room crying and I told my mom and you know they tried to give me like medication so I can feel better and like I just stayed up the rest of the night like I couldn't go back to sleep because I that like it scared me like I don't know nobody knows how to deal with death like it's just such a taboo thing to talk about like people don't want to talk about it they they don't want to acknowledge that we are just beings in this world and when we're gone there's another place that we go to whether people believe in heaven or not we do have somewhere else that we go our soul goes somewhere else um we're just here this body that we live in is just temporary and um I feel like with my whole healing journey that has helped me accept better 
my situation. Um, but yeah, sorry you guys for crying. I didn't think I would be super emotional. I mean, I did think, but I thought I could hold myself back, um, from being so emotional. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me and listening to my story and the day of things that happened. Um, next week I'll be releasing the podcast of, you know, the whole week, the first two weeks of the burial arrangements and everything that happened following up to my panic attack and all that other crazy stuff that's just happened to me since, since Israel's passing. Thank you guys again for joining me.